This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one. The only. Oh my God. Who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right. Well, the Phillies and the Astros tonight, they may be rained out. We're not sure. But MLB Network has some great rain coverage right now. Rain out coverage, which is... Harold Reynolds doing some infield drills. With <laughs> he Bobby literally Dickerson. was doing a drill with former Padres infield coach. I don't know, really bench coach, right? I think he was when he was here. Third base coach as well, doing an infield drill in which Harold had a mask on his face. It was like a cricket mask. Yeah, and Bobby Dickerson was flipping him balls, and he was like hitting them with his face. Basically, I've never seen this drill before. Please knock these down (laughs) with your face, (laughs) right? And so, uh, I think the the purpose of the drill was to, you know, really follow the ball into the glove with your head, your eyes. And so, I've never seen that drill. But do you remember why Bobby Dickerson? That seems like a drill. I might tell Bobby Dickerson, no, (laughs) I don't want to do that. And this seems like a segment they were like, this is never going to get used until there was rain. And boom, there no, it is. I wonder if the Philadelphia right Phillies players are doing those drills because they're not they're not very good defensively. I know they got they got the outs above replacements right now. We got a negative ten for Alec Bohm. Yeah, he's not good at third. He made a couple good he plays the other night. Though. He really did. Never know. Yeah. Anyway, all right. We move on to our first topic. Number five. And I don't know if you guys have been seeing this, but it took a while for some of the Dodgers to break their silence about losing the NLDS to the Padres. The Trey Turner did it last week. Uh, Justin Turner's done it. Now Max Muncy did it as well. And he said something that kind of rankled me. It's my new favorite word. Rankled me a little bit on Instagram. So he goes on to say thank you to the fans and, and everybody at Chavez Ravine. This was on Friday night. He said, we should be preparing for game one tonight at the Ravine, but we stumbled on our own feet. We are just as frustrated as all of you. As all of you. At the end of the day, we need to do better. Now, the part that really bothers me is he said, we stumbled on our own feet. My question to you, Chris, 
Did the Padres beat the Dodgers, or did the Dodgers beat themselves? The Padres beat the Dodgers, but I don't expect Max Muncie to admit that, nor do I expect any, you know, good. But he's making it seem like it. he's making it seem like we were the ones who lost. No yeah, one well, beat I'm us. I'm sure he feels like they didn't play well, and they didn't come through with you know timely hits. So, you know, he feels like they could have controlled the outcome, and I understand that. Uh, that's okay. I, I'm not really? going to take it personally. Uh, you're taking it personally. I didn't like it. As if he's <laughs> saying something to the effect of, you know, the Padres are because the Padres aren't as good as the Dodgers. I mean, what's they what, are what, though? No, they no, they beat them in a series. That doesn't make them better than the Dodgers. It made them better that week. I think the part that bothered me is that he said they stumbling on your own feet means that you were the one who caused your own demise, not someone else. And I, I don't think well, that they're giving the Padres any credit whatsoever. He probably could have Dodgers added that the Padres. He could have added that the Padres played well, but we feel like we, uh, you know, we didn't come through and take care of what we should have taken care of. I, I don't have a problem. All right, Tony, I know uh, you I, don't have a problem with this. Give it to me again. Max Muncy said uh, we should be preparing for Game One tonight at the Ravine, but we stumbled on our own feet. And instead of giving the Padres or any, you know, he basically said it was our doing. No one else beat us. And I don't think that he's giving the Padres the due that they deserve. I mean, I wouldn't expect him to. Quite I don't frankly. expect him to say it in the post. Like, what man, you, the Padres played so So what so is great. your problem with the post if you don't expect him to say it in the post? Instead of saying we should be preparing. What would you want? What did you want Max Muncy's post to say? I just want say? him to say, basically, if if I'm going to redo that sentence, I'm going to say <laughs> it's hard. He's really putting you on the spot here. It's hard right now not to be at Dodger Stadium getting ready for game one. Uh-huh. We just didn't make it there. Or something like that. <laughs> I, then you put me on the spot. You put me on the spot. Or, I don't or, or something like that. I don't uh, expect him to be like, man, the Padres, they, they really got us this year. Like we failed, that man. The Padres are a great, great <laughs> ball club. I, I just have a hard they time. They whipped our behind. Right, I have a hard time hearing him say that. And so, I, you know, I expect what we got. Right. I there. knew this would be a hard sell. <laughs> I knew this would be a hard sell. You guys didn't bite for any of it. Number four. All right. Some Cowboys fans are a little ticked off at their owner Jerry Jones today. Why? Because he is really stubborn about Ezekiel Elliott and refuses to give Tony Pollard a bigger role. Even after Pollard's 131 yards rushing and three touchdowns yesterday, Jones said, quote, there's no argument. Zeke's ability to punish, Zeke's ability to deliver, Zeke's ability, what he does for us in the pass protection, and frankly, Zeke's ability to make big plays are there, and we're going to go as Zeke goes. I really mean he's that integral to our success this year, end quote. So many fans of the Cowboys think it's actually because Zeke got a big contract extension and Jerry Jones can't handle him not playing while playing paying him all that money. So, Tony, when is it time for Tony Pollard to start over Zeke? Uh, when is it time? Yeah. Because I see the clear better back is Tony Pollard. Maybe so. I think you got to be careful with these type of things, right? Tony Pollard is not... Required to share the bulk load of the uh, carry. So maybe you're getting the best version of Tony Pollard in this specific role. It's very few uh, NFL teams now that have one defined back anyway. So I don't know that there needs... Maybe you could start, you know, giving Pollard a, a few more of the carries. But I don't know that it needs to... It's a good weapon to have a change of pace back like Pollard. That's why he's gashing these teams like that. I mean, 
He's coming in. He's a little quicker, uh, a little more explosive, not quite the big back that Ezekiel is. So I don't know that it needs to change. Cowboys are, I mean, I hate to say it. I don't know how long it's going to last, but they're in a pretty good spot right now. Getting their quarterback back. Mm-hmm. And he was great yesterday. And he played well. Yeah. So I think they're I think they're in okay spot right now. Chris, when is it time for Tony Pollard to start over Zeke? About a month ago. <laughs> it's true though. It seems true, but I, I I gotta I gotta agree with Tony on a couple of things here. I'm looking at Tony Pollard's game log for this season. The most times he's carried in a, a ball in a game was yesterday. He had 14 attempts. His other games 12, 11, 8, 8, 13, 9, 6. Be careful if he ever gets up to 25 or 30 because you have lost Ezekiel Elliott completely by putting him down and, you know, trashing him and, you know, threatening to trade him away because, you you know, throwing him out because you don't seemingly need him anymore. I think you do still need Ezekiel Elliott. But I think it's clear that Tony Pollard needs to get his 10 to 12 carries per game alongside Ezekiel Elliott. So uh, I think Pollard, you know, is the guy right now. He's got a little more burst than Zeke, but... Yeah, like Tony says, be careful if you're Dallas, and I can understand why you want to, you know, you want to keep Zeke there. Pollard could also get hurt. Yeah. So hey, well, when it when it gets cold, I tell you what, those big backs that start coming through that hole, it's not that fun tackling them over and over again. That's yeah. True. When Tony Pollard starts going 25 carries for a buck fifty, you know, week in week out, then they can get rid of Ezekiel Elliott. But right. Not yet. I don't know. This is a side conversation i don't know that tony pollard will ever be a 25 carry guy i, I think there's again there's method to how they're using him but if you looked at him yesterday you think <sighs> he's ready for the hall of fame you know i survived Braden having tony pollard yesterday because awesome. i christian mccaffrey so chris, glad to hear chris that. he just awesome. keeps talking himself up you notice that <laughs> chris says oh awesome. you know i survived this because i had this guy I did. I did. Thank you for recognizing me. starting this. to become that annoying guy that everyone's going to want to root against again. Uh, am I did, taking the turn? about week eight, but you're starting to get annoying the again. The real scravy is yeah, showing up. The real right scravy is starting to poke through. It felt so good to be in, Number three. in fourth place in my one league that I haven't been in anything other than last for the past five years. All right. This the, is the one that they forgot to tell you uh, what your punishment, punishment was. Punishment was, yeah, but I still ran the the uh, the five k anyway. Uh, the chippiness. Well, they've between, run out of punishments for you because you. I've had come the in last every year. <laughs> There's nothing to be punished anymore. Honestly, you're numb to it now. Yeah, I am, but there are some really terrible punishments out there. Like I don't know why these people. It's it's a fancy league. I will leave the fancy league before I have to go run through a store in my underwear or something like that. Like I'm not going to do that. It's and, not going to happen. Uh, to a person, everybody in the store just went. <laughs> they did. They did because it will never happen. I will leave number three. The league. The chippiness between Buffalo Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs and Green Bay Packers cornerback Jair Alexander began when both players ran out of the tunnel at the same time. Another tunnel incident. Here we go. They ran out of the tunnel at the same time for pregame warm-ups, but how did it end? Well, it depends on who you ask. Here is Stefan Diggs talking about the beef after the game. I mean, my opponent changes each and every week as far as, like, uh, I used to play them in the past, so it wasn't like something I anticipated him, I don't know, doing he did. I didn't anticipate that. Well, I, I don't who started it. I finished it. You know I got a one. I got the win. 
it's not a, uh, I don't deal with more victories. I don't deal with one-on-one battles because this is not a one-on-one game. We're not out there playing seven on seven, and this is not one-on-ones. If that's the case, I'm by myself. But it's a team effort, you know what I'm saying? We got, I got a dub. I feel like uh, at the end of the day, there are no more victories. That's a very out of breath, Stephon Diggs. He was going 100 miles <laughs> well, an hour right there. He was also in his gear. I think he just ran in and was like, can I get this over with? <laughs> uh, so fans love this about Stephon Diggs. And then the Packers fans obviously aren't so happy about it. But Chris, can you come out on top of beef when your team loses? Is it ever possible? Well, if you intercept four passes or something and you in, in a still loss, come up yeah, short. Okay, but yeah. I, I thought the Green Bay guy, what's his name? J- Jair, Jair Alexander. Alexander. I think he looked the fool yesterday. I mean, he was acting the fool. I mean, just making all kinds of gyrations. And, you know, I, he, he, he had one move where he tried to make it look like he was, I think, putting a sword in his holster. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what he was trying to do. Stefan Diggs looked up at him like, what are you even doing? Like, <laughs> how is this supposed to be, you know, making, you know, making fun of me? Uh, I don't know. Fourteen nothing Buffalo. They never trailed. They were in command the entire game. I can understand Alexander trying to keep himself fired up and in the in the fray, but yeah, I thought he looked pretty bad in all of this, and so that's that's all I can come up with. I, I didn't watch the entire game. No, so it was I didn't just, see if Diggs started it. No, no, no. It was when they were coming out of the tunnel. Jair Alexander, I think, started this whole thing. He did. He called him. Uh, he told him he wasn't on his level. Called him a little boy. Yeah. Well, he's. He's kind of wrong. I mean, if you're going to have a trash talking contest with Larry Bird or Michael Jordan, I don't think it matters who you are. You're going to lose. You stink at shooting threes. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, check out my I records. dare you to take that shot, Bird. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing is that, you know, like the, the question, the original question, Scraby, of can you come out on top with a loss? I think the answer, the answer to that is no. Stephon Diggs had six catches for 108 yards, a touchdown. He had a long of 53. Now, that being said, none of his catches came against Jair Alexander. I did not know that. Right? However, you still can't, like if your coach doesn't think enough of you to put him on, a, put you on him. True. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. And I know these defenses have systems where, you know, they say they don't move. Yeah. But that also, you know, extinguishes your your argument a little mm, bit. A like, point. okay, well, I can't help that your coach keeps you on this side and we're just burying this other dude over here. You don't then get to turn around and be like, well, he didn't do anything against me. Well, I was over here. <laughs> that's, that's not his fault. And he had 108 yards of touchdown. He did. And most importantly, his team won. Yeah, yeah, this is not a good look for Jair Alexander in this particular nah. instance. Number two. And Stefan Diggs is not someone I want to trash talk to because he seems like he's a very good trash talker. He seems like one of those dudes, even if he's like, this fight is going to last forever because he's, he's yeah. until he gets where he feels like he's won, yeah. this is going to continue. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And I will sit back and eat my popcorn watching it. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Okay. Something NASCAR fans have probably thought about. What number is this? I, I played it, I thought. I didn't hear it. Oh. Number two. Something NASCAR fans have probably thought about, but never <laughs> thought they would actually I see gotta happen. got to know what number it is. 
Sorry. Did you guys see what happened at NASCAR yesterday? No, what happened? <laughs> what happened at NASCAR? Well, it's probably something that I, I didn't think I would ever see in a real NASCAR race. This happened at Martinsville, and Ross Chastain, he wanted to get into the top five in order to race for the championship next week. So he needed to gain two positions in the final lap. It's a short track. So here's what he did. He just put his foot down on the gas to drive his car into the wall and using the wall to slingshot him around some people, uh, to, to slingshot him around five other cars. He gained five spots in the final two turns, and he ended up making the top five. And drivers are like, I don't know if this is cool or not, but right after the race, he was asked about this working, and here's what he said. Oh, played a lot of... NASCAR 2005 on the GameCube with Chad growing up, and uh, you could get away with it. And I never knew if it would actually work. And I've, I mean, I've done, <laughs> I did that when I was eight years old. And um, I grabbed fifth gear. I asked off a of two um, on the last lap if we needed it, and we did. I couldn't tell who was leading, and uh, I just made the choice. I grabbed fifth gear down the back and full committed. Um, once I got against the wall, I basically let go of the wheel. And, just hope I didn't catch the, the turn four access gate or something crazy, but I was willing to do it. And um, for this track house group, right? I don't-, don't need to hear all the Ricky Bobby uh, sponsorship reads, but this is a pretty wild, wild thing that happened with Ross Chastain. Uh, there are drivers who are saying it's really bad and they should never be doing this. There are other drivers who are like, I hope. You know, not a bad idea, but I hope that you, they put in a rule against this, including Joey Logano. Uh, other drivers were like, this is just purely stupid because your car could end up into the stands and hurt a lot of people. So, Tony, uh, now there, that there is talk about whether or not they should create a rule to ban this, should this type of thing be banned from NASCAR races? First of all, I want to go ahead and point out that my uh, NASCAR knowledge is minimal. So, but it's your dad was a NASCAR guy, right? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I I NASCAR knowledge that. is what? Middle? Minimal. 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 Yeah. I, I don't I'd have... like to point out the mine is lower than his. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you guys my have point is, never even heard of this My guy. point I is... I haven't heard of him either. But... Uh, I like... I, I don't know how dangerous this is or it not. It was very dangerous. Well, I can't take your word for it. Forgive me for saying that. I, I need to hear from a professional on this one. Um, I think. Uh, I mean, crashing your you car is never a good like idea. You looked over at me like I was going to help you. <laughs> crashing your car is never a help good you. idea. I'm just saying, it seems pretty creative to run his it, car it really into the wall and have it slingshot him. Basically, yeah, five spots to get to where he it's was crazy. trying to. He clearly had a tit. He clearly thought it would work, as he said he did it on the GameCube. Yeah. By the yeah. way, GameCube is like he said 2005 NASCAR 05. <laughs> that's. That's back there sometimes. That is back there. Um, I can't be mad at him. I mean, that's like a... It's not against the rules. That's a pretty witty idea that he pulled off. He basically hit the gas. From a competitive side, I I like it. Ran into the wall, lifted his hands off the steering wheel so his hands didn't break as he hit the wall. And after the race, he said, everything's gone. The brakes are gone. (laughs) Everything's gone. (laughs) Chris, Wait, uh, he had to take his hands off the wheel? Because, oh, because, the, it, because the wheel will spin, and it will spin your hands with it. So you take your hands off the wheel so that nothing happens to your hands. And so he just kept his foot on the gas and continued on around. Wow. Uh, Chris, should they ban this? I don't know what they should do, but I know that that's how a lot of rules get changed. Yes. Mm, People push go. the envelope, do something that hasn't been done before. It works. Somebody says, I know it worked, but it was too dangerous. So we're going to have to put in a rule and to legislate against it. 
Yeah, there definitely it is. true. All right, real quick. XFL, did you guys know it's having a new season coming out? Eight teams, Arlington, D.C., Houston, Orlando, San Antonio, Seattle, St. Louis, and Vegas. Should San Diego have a team, Chris? No. Tony. No. Tired is this, is, is, is this uh, The Rocks? Yes. Baby? He did a, he did a uh, really, really crazy hype video this morning. The San Antonio team is called the Brahmas. And Heinz Ward is the head coach. So I think that was The Rock getting in on that one. The Brahmas. The Brahmas. Not enough to get me uh, <laughs> interested. Unfortunately, it uh, doesn't seem like Chris versus the fans is going to happen. His phone lines are jacked. So you have to be entertained by just myself and Chris and Scraby. More good to Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.